fact is that Michael Myers was a federal patient and a federal prisoner, therefore he is subject to federal law. We're not talking about any ordinary prisoner, Hoffman. We are talking about evil on two legs. <laughs> I can see this is useless. Do you know what today is? Do you know the date? Every day I look at myself in the mirror and, and every day I remember. Look at me, Hoffman. Take a good look. I don't want anyone to have to live through that night again. I've said this before. I think you're the one who needs mental help. Yes, Dr. Hoffman. I see. I see, thank you. Apparently, there was an accident just south of Mill Creek near the bridge. Loomis! Loomis! podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God. Hello, welcome back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey. And guys, he was here, but I did happen to tell him that he needed to wise up to what men want. He wasn't really happy with me and stormed off. I'm sure he'll be back. Um, I, I, you know, I was just trying to give some, some advice. That's all. That's all perhaps unsolicited, but you know, whatever. In the meantime, allow me to welcome you listeners to Halloween. It is the best time of the year. And we are celebrating with a brand new series. We've creatively named Halloween at Halloween. In this series, we'll be charting the career of one of our favorite horror franchise players discovered by Mr. John Carpenter. This stoic fella has been stabbing us since 1978, changing the shape of horror cinema and immortalizing James Tiberius along the way. We've checked in with him before by way of the initial 1978 entry, and later we covered the 2018 sequel, but in Halloween at Halloween, we will be exploring his whole catalog, discussing the life, the near deaths, the murders, and the memories we made along the way with the one and only Michael Myers. Last week, Reed and I enjoyed some buffalo chicken fingers with Halloween 2, and this week our series highlighting Michael Myers' career continues its plodding pace 
with a look at both Halloween's 4 and 5, the return and the revenge of Michael Myers. But before we attempt to kill damnation, allow me to welcome back to the show longtime friend of the fog and one of your quarterly kings. It's Blake Collier. Blake. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> My favorite planet's the sun. Yes, that's that's we like Harry Carey up in here. <laughs> Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. I got that. I got that one. All right. Welcome to the show, Harry. I mean, Blake, permit me to remind listeners, Blake, real quick, that here at the fear of God, we explore. We don't explain. Except for right now, when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at the fear of God podcast.com. Things such as how to support us on Patreon, as well as essays, team bios, episode archives, merchandise. <laughs> hey, buddy, are you going to, you're just not going to say anything. Is that your, that's the shtick. That's, that's the gag. That's, that's just the gimmick. Is, it's just, yeah. Just so Blake, welcome nothing. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> spend the whole it's going to be me and it's you. Like in Michael Myers attire, just like, you know, just like yes. spend the whole yes. time and, and just. Uh, true. This, theater of the mind this was actually uh i believe it was arsenio hall and it was not michael myers it was uh jason Voorhees that it, that arsenio hall had jason Voorhees on the show and just asked him a bunch bound. of yeah asked him a bunch of questions and jason just sat there and just looked at him it was an entire like eight minute gimmick where arsenio kept trying to get him to talk and of course nothing because jason never talks but yeah i so could see that being cutesy for like a minute yeah and, yeah uh you've read eight, it right eight minutes yeah it's a matter of how many minutes it takes for it to become funny again <laughs> basically right. basically but i don't even know that eight does that you know no. it's it's that's going to be a bit longer tale to get back around oh indeed 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 but hey blake how's speaking going, of lo- speaking of long tail long tales read blake's here man yeah. i hey. butchered that joke hey. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were slow af nathan trying to get to yeah yeah that's yes very very so, yes read your old pal blake is here Oh my gosh! I don't know if you caught that. Well, hey. I said hi to him. I said, I, "Yeah, I, I know." I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm re- resetting, resetting the table. Okay. <laughs> are, you, are you resetting? <laughs> I'm re- resetting. I'm resetting. That's what we call it around here. Oh yes. man! Goodness what gracious. listeners? What listeners? Blake, may... before we st- before we started recording, Blake asked me. Uh, we were talking about coffee, and I was. He's mm, like, "Well, does okay. it really affect you?" And I think the answer is yes. Like it is <laughs> screwing with my brain right now. What, what <laughs> listeners may be able to appreciate is that unlike some of our other guests, like whenever any member of the Quarterly Kings are on, it's it's always just a little bit of pandemonium there's always just a little bit of just like you don't you don't know what's going to happen next i mean it's like there's a some of the films we're watching too much familiarity a little bit never little little too close a little too close never (laughs) we're gonna have an intervention because reed needs to wise up to what men want um (laughs) speaking of what men women everyone wants it's business time (laughs) okay so it is Fogoween season again, right? Oh my gosh, I'm excited. It is. So it is. mark your calendars, friends and foggers, for October 30th. That is a Sunday evening. The that is that's all Hallow's Eve. It is. Right? It is. It's the night before Ooh. Halloween. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. This is the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> um so we're gonna make an executive decision right here on air. 8 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sure. 
Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, done. Um, Fogoween, October 30th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Last time we did this, I think it ran about two and a half hours. So, you Roughly. know, you'll still get you'll still get in bed before the devil gets you. Um, <laughs> but it'll be a grand old time. Uh, tomfoolery, uh, funsies, trivia, hanging out with your fog- fellow foggers. Indeed. Um, how you get your invite to Fogoween mm-hmm. is you become a $10 patron on patreon just do it for one month you know if you're already a five dollar patron just throw another five bucks in the coffer and there you go and get your if i'm already a ten dollar supporter does that mean i have to give another ten dollars no you are already in if if you're already there if you're already a a patron at the ten dollar level or higher you are going to receive the invite and all the details on fogoween 2022 man you'll really go cheap on the benefits there cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> basically you know which you know we're cheap dates that's uh that's what we've been told um uh, but uh but great dates but, yeah. but great but great in this case we're a lot of so fun. Good. you get a lot of bang for your buck <laughs> um so so that is the primary bit of business is fogoween is a coming and it's on october 30th at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time um we do have it it occurs to me after the fact read sometimes that we don't actually tell what the patron segment is ah, <laughs> and yes. then we just go to it yeah and then we come out of it and we don't reference what it was right well before so, we go to the patron segment, mentioning yeah i do mm-hmm. have one more bit of business so tell us okay it's brief but we always like to give listeners a heads up when we finish the michael mm, yes. myers halloween at halloween the very next week will be and it's probably appropriate that blake is on here for this uh, the very next week will be the next quarterly king it will be the next conversation about the landmark works of Stephen King. And the next time, you know, most recently we did a very uh, divisive conversation uh, on Firestarter. I mean, the conversation <laughs> wasn't that divisive, but, no. you know, we're all friends here. But uh, this time around, we are... Are we, though? I, I mean, you know... Um, we were. <laughs> <laughs> um, this time around, let me cut to the chase. Listeners, we're going to Cujo next. So... We always like to give you quite a bit of heads up if you can. Uh, now is probably the time to begin reacquainting yourself if you have read it before or acquainting yourself if you've never read it with the novel Cujo by Stephen King. As of now, there is only one film adaptation, which we will be covering. Um, but Cujo will be our next Quarterly King installment immediately following Halloween at Halloween. It'll be the first episode out of the spooky season. So, yes, get your get really, your preps now. Really hitting those uh, those cocaine periods, huh? I mean, listen, he doesn't even, the man doesn't even, and I, I probably shouldn't joke too much about this because it's actually pretty sad, but like he says, he does not remember writing the book or does not largely remember writing the book. So that is, uh, I feel like, yeah. I feel like karma, we, we didn't intend it this way. Karma is, is forcing our hand towards Cujo because y'all in the series Halloween, so many dogs get murdered at the hands of Michael Myers. It's no joke. Yeah. It, this is, this is the way the canine world writes those wrongs is about us covering Cujo. That's right. So it's, it's no coup joke. (laughs) Nor is it a good coup joke. Um, Reed, why don't you tell us what we're doing in the patron segment and then we'll head to it. All right. So uh, for these Halloween at Halloween, uh, the patron segments are going to be a little light, a little fun, uh, not as heavy, really heavy at all. Uh, We're going to be marching through the first handful of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Last week's patron segment featured the very first Treehouse of Horror episode from the Simpsons. And this time with Blake as our guest, we are going to march right into the second Treehouse of Horror. So, uh, Nathan? To the patron mobile. 
so about these movies <laughs> movies 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 we Mo-bays. are we are just bebopping through this franchise mm-hmm. <laughs> last week uh so blake you are jumping you know uh <laughs> wait, that's uh that's the sixth movie no i was about to make a halloween reference but, so here's the funny thing is as you know we tend to record at two episodes two fog episodes at a time mm-hmm. well these two fog episodes we're recording encompass four different movies. My brain is <laughs> spilling out with, with, I was about to make a reference to one of the movies that isn't the one we're talking about. Like, ah, screw it. I'm not going to make that reference. <laughs> but I was like, where does it end? And where is the Ouroboros? The Halloween Ouroboros is happening. And my brain is just bleeding. Um, oh cause Michael God. Myers, he stabbed it or did he, you know, yeah. um, but specifically today, we are discussing Halloween's four and five, the return and the revenge. Um, Myers. I, I want to just talk a bit at length. I don't mean me particularly, but I mean us just kind of, you know, some thoughts. Cause Blake, I, I, I know in the, uh, uh, hey, what Halloween's do you want to talk about? I think maybe five was on your list. And so curious, you know, uh, for you, for, to hear a little bit of your background on this franchise. Um, but just as a reminder to our listeners, we are walking through every Michael Myers appearance that we hadn't already done. We'd already done 78 and 2018. Uh, but part of these conversations, we are building our, uh, Michael Myers hall of fame of kills. Okay. So we're going to get to that. Um, we're, we're, it, it, it became an on the fly thing last week, but with some slight intentionality, we are building our marketing campaign so that when Halloween <laughs> ends, finally releases, um, whichever studio is that has this, they're going to have a full just bevy of things to pull from that they can release to stores. All the toy um, line. So you're, you're welcome, David Gordon Green. <laughs> um, but, you know, Blake, riff a little bit, um, you know, on your, your Halloween experience and affection and specifically how it triangulates with perhaps four and maybe five. Yeah. So I, I recall seeing how the, the original Halloween, um, fairly young, probably a teenager. Um, it was one of those I saw later. I'd seen a few horror films even younger than that, but yeah, I saw the first one quite a ways back. Um, and I'd seen two and three fairly shortly after that. But I will say, I don't think I had seen anything between three and H2O until about five years ago when I finally decided to actually watch all the way through. Um, you kind of gather a lot of knowledge, uh, over a bunch of years, especially when you have a bunch of horror friends, uh, Mm. of those movies in between. So I couldn't recall which ones I had seen, which ones I hadn't. So Mm. there's a possibility I'd seen some. I just forgotten them, but. I watched all the way through the whole franchise uh, about five, five, six years ago. And it's true what happens whenever you're watching them so close together is that you forget what happens in which one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yes. that's real. You're, you're, you're basically dealing with, you know, uh, you know, drinks, but you know, drink, rinse, repeat, that kind of thing. And so you're, you're kind of, you're having to pick out the smaller stuff of each one to really you know, appreciate. And I, five, six years ago, I watched number five specifically, 
And I think this is what you were getting at, Nathan, with me mentioning that five was the one I had a certain fondness for. I had, I'm a huge fan of Night of the Hunter, which is a mm, classic mm. Robert Mitchum film. Um, and Covered on our show, Beckley, put, yeah, put us in the notes somewhere. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I love that movie. It's one of my all time favorites. And when mm-hmm. I was watching five, I noticed this weird commonality between the two movies. I'm not, I'm not even remotely saying that they're on the same level as far as like their quality. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah. no, but there yeah. was, there, there was a certain element of like innocence and there's the, the traveling through the woods and kind of this escape from a certain evil. Um, mm. and I ended up writing a piece about it. Um, but, a very well written piece. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, and so I've kind of glommed onto that, but on this viewing, I watched them both for this recording and, and I have some differing opinions now, mm-hmm. uh, on, on, uh, or kind of a repeat. Uh, I think this is my second time for both of them, uh, oh, okay. to watch. So, uh, I remember not liking the fourth one when I watched it back in the day. Um, mm. but once again, I've got differing opinions. So yeah, I, I grew up with the person of Michael Myers, but it took me a while to actually do the work and watch all of them. Uh, and so it's kind of fun to go back and watch some of the, uh, the ones that are just kind of lesser known or lesser, yeah. Reed, lesser loved. Yeah. Reed, I'm, I'm playing a bit of MC here sure. because, um, you know, I think, uh, uh, amidst the three of us, you know, you're, you're going to have, uh, I heard Blake say, I saw this when I was younger. I mean, Reed is our, 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 you know, gold standard for watching horror movies young. And I <laughs> thought you'd say like six years old and you're like teenagers. I wanted to be like, Blake, come on, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's nothing. <laughs> Reed trumps us all. But I mean, I mean, I saw clockwork orange when I was 12. Does that, that count? That's intense. I've still never seen that. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's intense. <laughs> it's maybe, maybe we'll get to that. That's um, an intense film. Reed, Remind uh, listeners, because definitely not co-host who remembers all things. My brain is a steel trap. Memories are still trapped. But, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, this didn't even come up when we discussed two last week. But, you know, how would you have ranked Michael Myers slash Halloween uh, for your personal affection against the other major franchises? Like, like hmm. you know, I, I'm just kind of curious from you digging in. Is this? I know you're never going to say, oh, it's just a box to check because you're too affectionate of this whole genre, which I can respect. But like, fair. how does it, how does this kind of stack up for you in terms of just personal affection to, to some of the other stuff? Well, I think this my answer to that question is going to speak to the to what I consider to be the power of the original, because Michael Myers would be at the top. Like, I find the Friday the 13th to be like the brainless watching. The Texas Chainsaw Massacres can get almost as wacky as the Halloween ones uh, in terms of just like continuity and and tone shifts and everything like that. But they are obviously more in your face and more graphic. Uh, the the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a is a brilliant piece of work. But the Friday the Thirteenth are pretty consistent. They're just the hack and slash kind of boilerplate template, as it were. There's some interesting stuff in them, but but you know you kind of get the same vibe every time. The Nightmare on Elm Street ones have a little bit more color, a little bit more flavor to them. Robert England as Freddy Krueger is a, a a unique persona to that regard, but there was something about the cultural character of Michael Myers that just lodged in my in my brain as the pinnacle of of slasher boogeyman. I would always put Michael Myers at the top. 
even as I would watch the films and actively struggle with whether or not I was enjoying myself. Because yeah. some of the some mm-hmm. of the films I would sit there and be like, I don't know if I like this or not, but oh, there he is again. That's cool. You know, like there's something about <laughs> you know like, I have a, like, I have a, there's I have some similar, social experiment wow. going on right there. You're like, do I do I do I do I have a similar <laughs> feeling with that though, because because mm, yeah. on, yeah. on the whole, like I think Friday the thirteenth is the best franchise as far as entertainment huh. all the way yeah. through. It's pretty consistent. Like it's, 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 yeah. it's consistent. Like there's some really good humor all throughout mm-hmm. the, the whole series. Um, but Halloween and, and Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street kind of ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Halloween is probably the worst in that. Cause it has a lot of, <laughs> a lot <laughs> of drops. So, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Michael Myers is just such a huge stature when it comes to, horror mythology uh it's it's hard to beat so and 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 as as evidence and listeners are going to be like (laughs) reed reed needs help but i it is not much a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) it is not much of a stretch to say that i actively dislike much of halloween 5 that is not much of a stretch for me to say that i actively dislike halloween 5 and i have seen it Four or five times. <laughs> like, and so just, yeah. I mean, again, I'm stating that to say, like, the persona of Michael Myers is such, is so energizing for me to think about and contemplate and for me to imagine even the wild and wacky mythology as it is, like, the template that the first film created, even with all the wackadoo places that the sequels went, it's just really compelling and looms large in my imagination so the short answer to your question is yes i would put halloween at the top um even though if i were putting on you know some different critical hats i might applaud other franchises more highly in different ways it's it it all kind of comes back to just i i'll 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 share this we're going to get to this to this installment in the franchise later the first time that I can actively remember being like, oh my God, was actually in in uh, 98 when H2O was going to come out. I can still remember when I first saw the trailer for H2O. And mm-hmm. in the trailer, there's a whole lot of just like creeping through the hallways and everything. And then suddenly you get Jamie Lee Curtis on one side of the mirror and Michael Myers on the other. And I, I got unspeakably excited. I mean, I was just so, so thrilled. And it was so, that was about the time, like I was probably 17, that was about the time that I then went and just like made sure I filled in all the blind spots. I watched everything that I could watch up to that point. The producer's cut of Halloween 6 wasn't available at that time, but I watched everything else and and uh, and just anything that I hadn't already seen, rewatched what I had, all of that. Yeah, no, that that's all helpful. And it's so wild watching this series because... Before Halloween at Halloween, I had seen one of the Michael Myers stuff. I'd seen mm-hmm. one, two. I'd seen Res, uh, H2O with you, Reed. And then I'd seen the David Gordon Green pair that are out currently. Yeah. And that was it. And and truthfully, I remember minimal of H2O. You know, mm-hmm. I, it will probably jog my memory when I rewatch it. But um, so, I, so to what extent h2o addresses some of the mythological beats if any that that four five and six you know kind of establish i just don't have a memory for but sure but i was sharing with you so had a little uh, uh getaway weekend myself steven scaregrove uh, uh working title here vampire bat murray what huh? i don't know if that's gonna <laughs> stick but um and 
just kind of hangout weekend. We, we watched four, five, and six. And I was sharing this with you, Reed, but one, it was just kind of a cool experience to watch these in a, you know, there, there wasn't the pressure of normal life kind of pressing in and you're just kind of watching them. And they almost, it's like my brain didn't know how to process them. I'm like, <laughs> because, and the reason mm-hmm. I say that is because I love, I have a lot of affection for 78. Mm-hmm. I like two, as we established, yeah. I love 2018. Mm-hmm. So my brain is doing this weird work of like trying to wedge this trilogy of films mm-hmm. of which we're talking about four and five explicitly today into like my psyche, like I'm <laughs> 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 wanting to make uh, um, curse references and, and it's that's oh, for next week. I felt like we'll uh, get there. I felt like Paul, I felt like a uh, 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 Paul Rudd holding a giant pipe and it's like, <laughs> I'm Michael Myers. Just, you're just like bashing me in the face with these movies and I don't know what to do with them. But so, so they existed as kind of this weird, like, I don't even know how to process this. So it was, I almost experienced them less as I'm going to have a fun experience watching movies and more as like, these are interesting tokens of a genre. <laughs> and, and, and I could, I could sort of see a world where, um, if I rewatch this middle run that I've, I've probably got a little more fun factor attached to it. I didn't sure. disenjoy them. I didn't actively not enjoy them. Things like this is going to sound stupid probably to a lot of our listeners who are very versed in Halloween, but I just wasn't because, because again, one, two and 2018, uh, this character does not really feature in 2018, of course, for reasons that are quite clear when I say this, but I just wasn't thinking about the fact that Loomis is like the character central, mm. you know, kind of uh, a non Michael Myers once Laurie's out of the picture character. I, I, yeah. So I wasn't thinking about that. I was like, why are we following this guy? Some whatever. Okay. You know, <laughs> he's, he's the guy and Donald Pleasance just chews it up oh, left yeah. and right. Oh, yeah. And it is wild mm-hmm. to watch him work uh, as we know from craft services in Halloween too. <laughs> but, 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 so there's that factor. It's really interesting. And and Matt and I were discussing this over the weekend of like, in a way that even tentpole franchises that I've seen pieces of before now hadn't done for me. Watching these three movies, watching Halloween 2, gave me, follow the train here, gave me more interest and affection for Scream. I was like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of what Scream does is leaning on this, yeah. Yeah. right? You know, things like, and and we're talking kind of broad, broad strokes of these two films, and we can dive in more directly here in a minute if we want to, but, but things like that are pretty dumb on their face. They're just dumb is the kind of omnipresence of Michael Myers. Like yeah. this is, <laughs> you know, that Scream gets real savvy with and becomes a staple of its franchise. Um, things like the, the early deaths of a previous semi-major character. Sure. You know, Mm -hmm. things like that. So anyway, I'm rambling a little bit, but the main takeaway is simply like this first go round. I watched them almost more as like, not intentionally. This is just how my brain was consuming them of like, 
what what am i watching yeah. you know yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of this weird thing now i will say this about and then pivot do you read uh see sure. that hand um as ambivalent as i sort of was about four's major elements i wasn't ready for the end i mean the end takes it's like yes it's like whatever you might be thinking for could be it kind of dips <laughs> after it starts you're yeah, like yeah, yeah maybe yeah. this will be fun and then it kind of drops and you're like oh okay this is kind of cheesy a little, little bit dumb but you know oh there's michael like reads dopamine hit and <laughs> then that ending happens you're like whoa <laughs> yeah. okay oh it's great do we want to watch that again or just rewind those last 10 seconds you know? <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's that's a hell of anyway, a that's, yeah, a hell that's of kind ending. of my general takes of these two so well, so oh go ahead, go ahead. oh uh, so just real quick because then i want to uh, I'll, I'll pivot directly to you, Blake, because this is just a brief statement. Um, I did this, I think, two years ago. It was either two or three years ago um, that I spent spooky season making my way through the four core franchises. I could have branched out and done Child's Play and Hellraiser as well and probably should have, and maybe someday I will. But what I did was, with intention, watched each of the installments in Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and... Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but watched them in the order they were released to theaters. So sometimes I would get like two Friday the 13th sequels right together, and then I would watch a new Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever. And, the, and what that taught me, in a very rudimentary sense, is the way those films were all dialoguing with each other. They were constantly mm. in this kind yeah. of competition, this cultural competition, where like, and, and, and you'll appreciate this if we ever do something like this again with any of those other franchises, but it's one of those things where it's like Halloween 4, in some ways, and especially Halloween 5, are like riffing on things they saw in other franchises, and those other franchises are doing the same thing. Halloween 2 was doing the exact same thing. Too much to go into in detail right now, but that was a really fascinating exercise to just like, I'm going to line up all the films and then just order them in by release date and then just make my way through them, and it was really interesting to see the way ideas would get borrowed and modified mm -hmm. to their specific template. That was a fascinating little like excursion that if anybody ever wants to try that, they can, you know, it, it was a lot of fun for me to do that. Uh, Blake, what were you, what were you going to say? I was, I was just going to say, I, I couldn't be more pleased with your explanation of watching these three specifically in a row, Nathan, um, because I think, I think you're hitting on something that is, is pretty key. Like no matter how much you kind of, find yourself like phasing out during parts of the movies, like these three as a whole, like if you watch them pretty close together, there is, there's a, there's a weird, like coherence to them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. so weird. And, and I mean, it's, it's odd. It doesn't fit with the, the wider mythos perfectly, but right. But if you watch them together, just those three, then you, you get what, what I call bad mask, Michael trilogy. Um, <laughs> you get, uh, you get, uh, Donald Ple Pleasance, um, Breaking Bad, because oh he gets worse. He really does. As a, oh, as yeah. a franchise, get, you know, and so, like, well, it's actually kind of fun watching his character just become unhinged as the movies go on, especially <laughs> like, in five. Well, I'll, oh God, I'll yeah, pat myself exactly. on the back here because again, I I didn't really know what this trilogy held, and they really, you're right, they really do function as a, as as a trilogy unto themselves, but um. I texted Reed, I think after five, Reed, when I was like, you know, 
I, I and I actually intentionally sent it to you when I did because I didn't want in the event I was onto something. I didn't want to uh, wait until I spoiled it for myself. But to your point, Blake, I, I said to Reed, you know, it would have been fun is a Halloween movie where there is no physical Michael Myers. It's just Loomis has finally lost it. Yeah. And he's seeing that everywhere. And it's his sort of mm-hmm. psychosis that he's now fallen into that's that's creating the devastation in the movie. And you can can you imagine how much Pleasance would have eaten that up? I mean oh, he yeah. would have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and I'll own it. It's a really good idea. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah. But what's fascinating is something that just came to me, Reed, as you were sort of pitching this tentpole idea of these franchises, you know, kind of dialoguing with each other. What's fascinating about Halloween and and Season of the Witch being the blip on the radar it is still speaks to this. Because while I was watching these three movies, and and yes, we aren't directly addressing six, but but listener, if you want to, they do all are, are sort of a cohesive thing. Um the active thought I would have was, you know, it really is just a great idea. This notion of a, 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 a franchise sort of thing where the bad stuff happens at Halloween. So you're watching a franchise, a, a, a an intellectual property at war with itself. <laughs> it's like, we know people love Michael. We know Michael's a great creation. We know it's a great idea to have, bad things happen at Halloween as a, as a horror movie trope, we can't untangle these three things. So we just plow forward with, I'll just make it work. You know, like that's really <laughs> then, what they do. And then, and then you get to number six and it becomes a, a franchise that's at war at trying to find its own coherence. Oh, absolutely. Because six, yeah. six, yeah, yeah, yeah. the director of six, like notoriously was trying to piece the whole thing together and he just fails magnificently, but it's still entertaining as all get out. I, so. I have to admit, I have to admit, we'll get there next week. I, yeah. I had more fun watching the theatrical cut this time than I think I ever have, probably just because we're doing this big run, you know, yeah. in this way. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, and, and I'm fine. We haven't really formalized this we three, but I'm fine if through the course of conversation that we are having right now, if, if we don't necessarily uh, deliberately segment four and five, like if something comes up that's mentionable about five, like feel free to throw it in, even if we're kind of talking about four. Uh, Nathan, you were kind of playing MC. Do you mind if, to in service of that, we kind of briefly summarize both films, just the the what narrative yeah, beats there are? Emphasis on briefly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so four, uh, basically, uh, when four begins, Lori has died in a car accident. Uh, Michael Myers and Dr. Loomis have both inexplicably survived the torching that they got at the end of Halloween 2. Um, and then Michael Myers is being transported somewhere. He breaks free. And then we meet Jamie Lloyd, who we learn is like Laurie Strode's daughter. And Jamie Lloyd is like being hunted by Michael Myers. She's uh, been adopted or, you know, at least is being cared for by this other family. She's being hunted by Michael Myers, who appears in Haddonfield, begins to run amok in Haddonfield again uh, with Jamie and uh, her older stepsister, if you will, uh, adopted sister, uh, Rachel, uh, just kind of trying to escape Michael Myers. And then the important thing, the ending that Nathan was talking about is at the end of four, Michael has been shot and falls into like a, a mine shaft or like a like a well shaft that's down there at the bottom. And so he's out of the picture, but it ends with these eyes putting on a mask and 
going in and stabbing someone and you hear screaming and then in a very arresting visual image, Loomis rounds the corner on these stairs in the home where they in and then it flashes to young Jamie Lloyd, played by Danielle Harris, uh, in a clown mask with a bloody uh, knife. I forget if it's knife or scissors in this moment, but she's got a bloody scissors. scissors. That's right. Um, and so that's how Halloween four ends. And so it's like, Oh my God, you've thrown the gauntlet down. This is crazy. This is, you know, this is really stunning. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Halloween five picks up. Michael has, uh, survived, uh, and, and kind of passes out for a year at the, the (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite. Listen to yourself. You just did it. You just illustrated the point. Yeah. That's stupid. (laughs) Exactly. He literally passes out for like a year and then wakes up. whoa, 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 whoa. With just random Riverman, you yeah, know, hey, River it's like, hey, rest in peace, Riverman. Rest in yeah, peace, Riverman. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, that, I mean, good but, night. but then let me tell you. So, like with Halloween Five, what happens is when Michael Myers wakes up, uh, it's arguable that things are much worse without him because Loomis is just off the deep end. Uh, Jamie Lloyd, who is still alive but is apparently no longer homicidal, is like a psychic link to Michael Myers, and she's trying to kind of piece through exactly what this is. This psychic link, whenever he does something, she kind of sees it in her mind's eye. She can't speak. She can't verbally process information. Um, And then Loomis just keeps getting wilder and wilder um and then and then there's some random dude in the cowboy boots walking around <laughs> there's some guy in a cloak man in this man in black walking around and and then uh michael myers like kind of tries to kill jamie again and he kind of tries to kill everybody else that he comes in contact with he puts on like a bubba mask at some point and then he's just like it's just everything it, it kind of proceeds the way wild halloween movies do it all culminates in the myers house back in the myers house with Michael a dilapidated uh, Myers house, a very dilapidated mm-hmm. Myers house and Michael like kind of trying and failing to find his humanity. Thanks to Jamie's help. And then Loomis just like, you know, tries to kill him again. And then at the end of five, he's in jail. And that's the moment when this man in black who we have no backstory for, no history for have never seen his face, uh, comes in, blows up the jail and sets Michael Myers free Jamie looks in, she sees that Michael is free, begins crying, credits roll. Like, five is bananas. Like, we'll get yeah. into some more details, but those yeah. are the briefest of summaries of, like, what happens in four and five. Um, Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. So, if there's any cursory stuff you want to point to a uh, 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 four and five, I've, and then we'll jump into that ain't rights for four, and then that ain't rights for five. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. It cannot... We, we should never end this conversation without asking the question of five WTF <laughs> when it comes to the Foley design around the cops. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> in the world? It's straight out. Last house like, on the left. <laughs> okay, well, that, I, don't, I don't have that reference. But man, I, I am not joking. I was watching this movie with Matt. And the first time you see the cops and the whoop, 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 oh yes, <laughs> and we looked at each other like, did you hear that? You know, like you, it is, it was out of body for a moment. Like yeah. you've got to be kidding me. Did that really just happen? And sure enough, they do revisit it one more time in the movie in a much subtler way. But I was like, I can't, I, I can't believe they did that. I'm yeah. kind of, you kind of want a slow clap, like. <laughs> good on you for like sneaking that in do y'all care are you geniuses you know that that's what happens in your brain watching that play out oh my god anyway 
So yeah. I, I, I couldn't let that one go. Oh, Lord have mercy. So I so I do have some cursory stuff that I just kind of yeah. march through. I'll, 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 I'll be quick as I can. So I did hear, so so two, two things, one about four, one about five. Uh, about four. I have heard a comparison that I found kind of interesting that said Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, is kind of The Force Awakens for the Halloween franchise. When they were trying to make it, that they were trying to basically retemplate the original, but you know, copy the homework and and make it just a little bit different because it follows a lot of the same rhythmic yeah. beats. You spend the first half of the film with a bunch of suburbanite characters, kind of making their way through what's going to be that evening, and then Michael Myers starts hacking and slashing towards the end. And so that's you know that's kind of what they were aiming for. It's not as bloody and gory there it's more so than the first one but it's and not- arguably the theatrical of six is kind of a rise of skywalker it's a mess that <laughs> should never have seen the so light of wait, day wait 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 but that also means that five, five is the is last, last Jedi. Jedi. yeah yeah I we're mean, not going there we're not going yeah. there. Um, no analogy is perfect Blake. no analogy is perfect so um I do want to mention, I mentioned it on pod before, but I just always like this, this warms my heart. So uh, my connection, personally speaking to Halloween is that Daniel Harris was in the first movie that I wrote. So I just have to shout out that, that I love that, that Daniel Harris, uh, she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. Um, so when are we covering that? Uh, should, probably you know, not. After, probably not after ever. Kuja? Yeah, no, 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 that's probably not going to happen. Um, so, but I just wanted Ooh, to mention that. Right in listeners, right in. One of the, <laughs> one of the things that I will say about four and five and then we'll get more into details about this transition when we get to six. Four and five especially are the, the, the babies of Mustafa Akkad. Like, they had directors, they had screenwriters, they had everything, but Mustafa Akkad, who was a producer on the first one, um, and he actually bought, before four was produced, he bought the rights back. He was in a bidding war with John Carpenter, he was in a bidding war with Erwin Yablon, but he got the rights back. So four and five are very much like... This is the, the the Haddonfield legacy that he wanted to put out into the world and, and was very interested in different ideas. Anybody that I've heard say anything about Mustafa Akkad always has very kind and, and, and joyful things to say about working with him. Obviously a very uh, quirky sort of personality, but they always say that they, I, I found it interesting that lots of people speak praisingly about him just as a person and as somebody to work with, so I, I did find that interesting. But man, when we get to five... Like, it is nuts to me, all the nonsense that goes on in 5. I will mention this about the way 5 begins, uh, and then let somebody else talk. I do have other cursory stuff, but some of it may just need to go by the wayside. Um, so, the we RIP Riverman, has, have either of you in your research heard how 5 was originally scripted to begin? Because I love it. I think it's great. Did you Have either of you heard this? No. Okay. I mean, I, I, I probably read something about it at some point, okay. but I've forgotten it. So. Briefest of things. Um, largely, yes, uh, he was supposed to survive the mineshaft thing again, but who he was supposed to encounter was actually supposed to be a, a like a cult fan, like somebody whose house was very decked out in like, lots of satanic imagery and, and, and that it was basically an occultist that he was supposed to encounter, and the occultist was supposed to like, be captivated by it. The one year later... Michael Myers was supposed to be dead, like kind of corpse riddled, completely dead, and that it would go- it was going to be an occult ritual performed by this guy that brought him back. He's he's known in these little narratives as like Doctor Death was going to bring Michael Myers back and then bring him back only to be his first victim. The reason it was shot down is because 
uh, Mustafa Akkad and a couple of other people were like, well, you need to care about your first victim, and we don't care about this guy. Like, he's evil and wicked, and he's bringing Michael Myers back. And so that's the reason that whole thing was trashed, and I think that would have been so much more interesting what? than just what? Wait, whoa, one whoa, whoa, year whoa. later. Did you did you say he said we should care about the first victim? Yes. When have we ever yeah. cared about the first victim? <laughs> right? Right? But uh, I just that thought does, that... That doesn't track. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought that whole Dr. Death scenario, I found that really interesting. That like that would have been really compelling. That like, okay, Michael Myers did really die at the end of 4, but then is brought back and it kind of heightens the supernatural stuff that's kind of going on. And so yeah, anyway, I had to throw that yeah, out. Yeah, instead of, instead of that, we get... Uh, River River Man and his parrot and what, the failed the later. failed experiment of the parrot trying to teach Michael Myers to talk and not. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I thought and and this would have been cool. You know, one sure Doctor Death that that could have worked too and been actually a little more believable than what we get. Um, but I thought in in the moment that River Man was a an homage to kind of the. Um, Bride of Frankenstein thing. Who's the? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The blind yes. man in Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 I, th- I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Which, blind. Or the blind man in Frankenstein. The Kenneth yeah, Branagh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Either. Oh. oh, oh yeah. Kenneth yeah. Branagh. I haven't seen the Branagh one. But yeah. point being, it would have been more interesting. I think spend some actual time there, like mm-hmm. make us actually wonder: Are you going to reform Michael Myers? You know, yeah. lean in. To the Frankenstein part, like have him play a violin or whatever, whatever, or a, <laughs> yeah. a lute or but a, a didgeridoo, you yeah, know, no, especially given the way they tried to the way that they tried to like humanize him at the end. Man, I'm trying to talk. So the way that they. That's all right. Good luck. <laughs> the way that they try to humanize him at the end with that thing, it would have worked really like if you if they had made what you just suggested, Nathan, and tried in those opening 30 minutes. Yeah, maybe he a, has a didgeridoo. Made, <laughs> yeah, a didgeridoo. Um, maybe he has made some kind of cohabitable, you know, uh, yeah. situation with this guy. And then at the end, it would have been less, what in the world are you doing when he takes the mask off and sheds a tear because Jamie called him uncle? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway. Because what would, have, what would have really screwed up the Riverman empathy moment is it's Loomis who shows up. Michael, you know, it's like <laughs> Riverman and Michael are having a moment, you know, they're just finding humanity and Loomis yeah. screws it all up like he always does. Um, <laughs> let's do let's jump to our old favorite, not just things that might be wrong with this movie. God, I've got to start writing down how my, you, my you lead do. in here. You really do. <laughs> it's time for the part of the show where we discuss things that aren't just wrong, but of which might be said, that ain't right. That ain't Sure as hell ain't right. <laughs> God. Bad. Coffee's bad for you at night. I was, t- um, I was tempted to do the didgeridoo over your little intro, but you were already struggling <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need disruption to screw up. Um, okay, so let's do this. Let's do both movies as part of the That Ain't Right right yep. now. Yep. Um, and then we'll, you know, kind of pivot elsewhere. But so feel free, you know, we can each do one from four and then we can each do one from five. And then maybe if there's lingering ones we want sure. to address, Blake, you're our guest. Why don't you, what, what would top your list for, uh, um, the return of Michael Myers? That ain't right. Uh, a lot of 
for me, I think it's the constant obsession with that film's wanting of Michael Myers sticking his fingers in people's faces. <laughs> like, there's a lot it's of a him injecting his hands into their face. Digits. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a little disturbing. I mean, it's it, it's it's a new take on penetration for a Michael Myers film. So, <laughs> Nathan's face, <laughs> his eyes popped out his head. You just <laughs> 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 I didn't realize that was a word that was going to elicit that reaction from Nathan. He was like, <laughs> "Don't say that at a party. He will lose his mind." <laughs> Or on your friend's podcast, you know. <laughs> Lord have mercy! Oh my god! In well, I was gonna, you know, in I mean, your defense, I meant it Blake, in the most innocent way possible. I'm sure, absolutely. <laughs> I know you well enough. Um, but what's funny about stuff like that? It's 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 like you know, really? Is that what he does now? Like Michael's, you know, one it gets used like twice, I think, mm-hmm. in maybe this film, and that's kind of it. You yeah. know, it's like, otherwise he's just looking for a sharp instrument. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you said. Um, <laughs> goodness gracious. Um, I, there's the serious one and it's okay, fine. If there's a, that ain't right of this movie that isn't jokey or a little skewed, it's the end. I mean, the end truly mm-hmm. takes what and I pulled my punch after the fact because I, I was speaking off the cuff, but I texted Reed after I watched four and I was like, that was a shitty movie, but that was a great ending. <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I, after the fact I softened a little bit, but it's just so strong. Like a movie that otherwise has a tinge of dumb and camp to it. That actually steers hard back into like what I, some of what I love about 2018. It's very grounded. It's very earthy. It's very like, truly horrifying what we can do to each other or maybe what our actions create in others. And that's Mm -hmm. truly exemplified in that final scene. Cause I, I I decisively didn't see that coming. Um, I mean, clearly they're playing with that 78 trope of the child with the mask on. Yes. And so, so you're clearly getting that. I didn't know they would sort of follow through. Um, Mm -hmm. So that that's my, that ain't right for four. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty compelling. And not that I keep I just found the Force Awakens comparison to be kind of interesting in that same way that it's just like Force Awakens ends with her like handing the lightsaber and then the pan out, and then Halloween four ends with like, well, what you gonna do now? Now we've just changed the game on everything. Where are you gonna go mm-hmm. from here? Um the my that ain't right is 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 I, like I mean this one. I I had a I had a reaction watching this. Man, what I wrote down is like kids are the worst. Like <laughs> Kids, kids in movies are just the absolute worst. Like they're walking up, like, "Oh yeah, did your mom make that?" No, she didn't, cause she's dead. I'm like, "Oh my god, somebody, <laughs> somebody!" <laughs> like that's that. Now, see, like Loomis's psychosis developing Michael, that would have been another cool take. Have Jamie have a pet, Michael? Like he is her familiar, right? Yeah. Like, like get him. You know, Jamie like, yeah. with this psychic link is actually going to start sicking Michael on people. Yeah. That's a Halloween movie. Yeah, right there. man. Like, I'm just, and then, like, <laughs> I always have the same. Your thought. mom's dead. <laughs> oh my God. We just murdered a child on screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then, every, but everybody who heard it is like, eh, kind of deserved it. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's just like <laughs> they're like, oh god, who was it? Who was it? But it's the just cop, like, well, the bumbling yeah. cops show up and they're like, what happened? What happened? We didn't yeah. see anything. Yep, nothing. Well, nothing. I didn't. I didn't see anything. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, I'm just and and I always have the dumbest thought when I'm watching these movies, which I'm like, where are the adults? Because they are chasing this crying Jamie out the hallway. Jamie's an orphan. I'm like, oh my god, I'm about to pick up the mask and the knife and go at like like this is just like that like really like I cannot believe that just ain't. Right, and I keep wanting some some like teacher or something to step in and be like, "Hey, like, come on, at least a subtle little stop." But no, they're nowhere. They're just like, I'm just like. I mean, Reed, you know, we just talked about Halloween two, where it takes place largely in a hospital that is uninhabited. (laughs) Like, there's literally no people in this structure. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. sure. (laughs) You know, (laughs) looking for verisimilitude's a tough call here. (laughs) What's interesting? What's interesting about that? This pivots to five, but I don't know where else I would say this is like. Okay, so they are small enough that there are literally two patients in the hospital in Halloween 2, but they have a children's clinic. Like they they have an a dedicated children's clinic. I'm like, why wasn't that why wasn't that like outsourced to Smith's Grove or something, which is clearly a bigger place. I just find it some the Haddonfield Children's Clinic in yeah. Halloween 5. I'm just like, what? Oh. <laughs> like I just don't understand. Like, okay, yeah, Haddonfield is clearly just a very the small demands town. of the plot. Read, yeah, <laughs> basically, like, oh, they have whatever we need in this town. But anyway, that's yeah. So my that ain't right is kids are the worst, <laughs> especially those bully kids going after. <laughs> well, going in fact, after I, yeah, I wrote these taunting kids bullying Jamie. Will they be added to the kill list? Oh <laughs> man, Un- unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I'll say this: uh, it's it's sort of a. a way below the ending for me but i i found it actually effective when the copycat michaels are circling the cop car oh yeah like that yeah yeah. Yeah. that was pretty cool yeah Mm -hmm. and again one of those gimmies that's like guys follow that idea like go somewhere (laughs) yeah um but this is kind of what i meant by watching a, a franchise war with itself it's like well we need michael myers proper as our central you know centralizing figure right it's like, well d- do you like <laughs> you can use that imagery and mm-hmm. and even you go go places with it you know yep. like truly make some sort of anthology concept there with michael as your your source yeah you know um anyway anyway um all right that ain't right for uh film five i keep wanting to say episode five season <laughs> five you know the fifth movie um uh, of that ain't rights um we'll go we'll go in reverse order read why don't you start okay. with your that ain't right all right so so my that ain't right there's actually for as much as i kind of dislike this film i had a couple of possible options i don't know that i'll throw in an alternate here because this was at the top of them we've already cited it but as much as i kind of love loomis absolutely losing his mind using jamie as freaking bait while she's oh. crying and screaming and everything, I was yeah. like, yeah. "Man, like this is this is pivoting to something where I'm just like, okay, well now you're risking me actively turning on this character of Doctor Loomis because like poor Jamie. I mean, again, props to Danielle Harris for her acting, but poor Jamie is just like wriggling to try to get away from him. No, 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 and he's like holding her and compelling mm-hmm. Michael to come forward to him. That whole thing, I was like, no, no, thank you. So, and in the hands of good writers, that would have been the point. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good, yeah, 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 exactly. Could have actually well, been compelling. And kind of on my that ain't right list, but in the spirit of that and preceding it, 
I think preceding that scene, something traumatizing has happened to Jamie and, and Loomis goes, now are you willing to help me? <laughs> and you're like, who is this a-hole up in here? Step Goodness off, gracious. <laughs> like, why are you, why are you back asking? on up, my guy? Um, back on up. Yeah. <laughs> he is not. I mean, again, like, do you know what you have? Like, mm. In, in in what you're doing here like none of these things are are terrible choices in and of themselves if to your point blake you kind of recognize oh here's a thing we can play with and, mm. and do something with <laughs> instead you've just just got donald pleasant just eating everything you know where's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. my car <laughs> you know i'll i'll add as my bad ain't right is <laughs> loomis materializing in the operating room i think it's at the top of the yeah. movie yes he yeah. just out yes yes <laughs> they're like carting jamie down the hall and it's like no <laughs> you know just boogeyman loomis like well, the, no, and with, jamie. Each, with each film his increasingly burned face <laughs> On, or, or not right that <laughs> talk about oh. some dumb stuff oh yeah God. he's turning into toxic up in here um <laughs> just yeah so i guess uh for me yeah my that ain't right list was pretty limited for five uh but you hit on it reed with the with with loomis just being loomis oh <laughs> yeah, my there God. he goes again you said eating everything about- and i just pictured loomis as audrey too <laughs> <laughs> feed me <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Loomis. Um, <laughs> Blake, what do you have with that ain't right for fun? Uh, well, I mean, you know, you pretty much already named the uh, the serious that ain't right of mm-hmm, five, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say that the the less serious and the one that I don't remember catching the last time I watched it, but the part where he is coming up out of the water at the very beginning and he's he's making his way to Riverman. Something about the way the shadow is on the way on where they're shooting him. Mm. His hair is like all wet and it reminds me of Trent Reznor. And I'm like, oh, we're finally getting emo, Michael. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, emo is he going to start seeing like industrial gothic gothic oh music? Oh my God. He's <laughs> like, going to bust. It, it, oh, Lord. There, there's an element there where I was just watching this. I was like, they don't know what emo is at this point, Mm-mm. but. Mm. He's he's kind of hitting the mark as far as the style goes here. <laughs> Ahead of their time, they were. Yep. Ahead of their time, they were. Oh my okay. god! Can Let's I, do this. What, so, can I mention? Yeah, I'm one? sorry. What? Yes, no, you sir. Just, in just the one Michael more. Meyer shirt again. I'm I'm probably going to go uh, like mention multiple times about how tragic a character Jamie Lloyd is. Like just thinking about all of the mm. crap she goes through in these three films. Um, but her finding the bodies of like max the dog and the cop and then worst of all her finding rachel's body like again and that ain't right that's why i'm mentioning it here like just like oh my god this poor girl and that precedes what loomis puts her through so yeah. i'm just like oh oh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like no wonder anyway that's just it ain't right well and rachel is very unceremoniously dispatched at the top of this movie oh, correct it's, correct yes uh, you know it's so subtle you're like did, did it happen did, <laughs> you know like did they did she yeah. piss off Mustafa? Um, well they were trying that what they were trying to do with that was try to be shocking they said in the spirit of like alfred hitchcock's psycho and they were trying to like oh you'll never expect us to kill rachel but the way it was handled is it's almost like a like you said nathan it's almost like a what did i just see what it like there's yes. no there's no yeah. shocking fanfare 
It's just kind of happened. And because nobody mentions it again. Yeah. Until she finds the body. Yep. That's it. That's why it's confusing. Yeah. Um, you know, even all Tina, I'm like, wait, where's your girl, Tina? Um, gosh, yes. But yes, this is what I was referring to. Rachel's death and the top of five is what I was referring to with the scream references like this, like, Oh, by the way, don't get comfortable. Um, so let's do this. Let's exit. That ain't right. as hell ain't right and now what i'd like to do instead because you know who who knows how these will land and i want to end with the kills the 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 hall of fame you know other than Mm, mm. any thematic stuff that we'll just point to and be like maybe um so let's we're in a pitch meeting and you know we can start with four and then dovetail into five we're in a pitch meeting with let's say i don't know hasbro neca one of these <laughs> you know mcfarlane even um what from four is going to be uh uh one of your additions candidates for the line of halloween merchandise uh hitting stores <laughs> across the u.s um this coming halloween Reed, do you have a, a candidate? I've, I've got several. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I have, I have three. I will mention. I don't know that I will mention all three of them. So I'm going to go with the this. This is actually not technically Michael Myers, but it's what I call. Uh, this is the Amigos, Amigos, Amigos. Uh, Michael Myers from. Okay. It, it's a reference to the film Three Amigos. If you've never seen it, where a whole bunch of amigos just start popping out of corners and that's the uh, image you briefly referenced earlier where it's actually not michael as any of them but lewis yeah. and them suddenly feel surrounded and i was like you can get your amigos 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 michael where it's just like there you there, go there's a okay. there's a multitudinous yeah. the decoys uh, yes, yes exactly all of them so uh <laughs> yeah that's that was my first entry into the toy line well before you go blake if you have one let me let me break the mold a little bit because i even wrestled with it for myself mm-hmm. but i i felt like because I realized just how integral Loomis becomes in the the firmament of Halloween, I was like, "Well, it feels dumb." Yes, you're gonna your each each you know wave of Halloween toys is going to have several iterations of Michael, mm-hmm. but you're also gonna have your Loomis and maybe another character here and there. So I felt like we needed to have hitchhiking Loomis in this line. <laughs> it's like, it's like Pee Wee hitch, hitchhiking. It's just, you just got trench coat wearing with his thumb Sam up. Loomis, with his thumb out. It's like, you know, you, I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that one kind of worked for me was having hitchhiking Loomis. Oh, I um, the only, the only other Loomis I had, here was leaping Loomis and that's when he jumps the barrels at the gas station. He's got, you know, it's, it's got a little, it's got, this, this is going to be like a mini set, right? Yes. Like a, yes. a mini play set where it's like a, a launch pad, you know, you, you set him loaded. on it and you yes. trigger. Yes. And you barrels and you just leaping Loomis up over the thing as you set off a real incendiary device. behind him. Okay. Okay. Blake, do you have any offerings for our toy line here? I actually do. Uh, I call it, I call it a, a rifle wound. Michael. And okay. That's it. Basically, what what happens is the toy you pull off the mask, and it's some random townsperson that's been shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's some. There's a marriage there between yeah. that and the decoys that Reed yes. was working yes, exactly. on. You can like it comes with different heads. Yeah. You know, you can mm-hmm. put the heads exactly. on. Who's it going to be? Well, as part of that, then I felt like bandaged face. Michael Myers yeah. was yeah. a kind of key. I yeah. called him mummy Myers. Image. He's all wrapped up okay. in time for Halloween. Mummy Myers, you know, like he's, <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. he's all wrapped up. Mummy. Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> 
to me, the the sort of crown aspect, the, the the chase figure, perhaps, of this particular wave of figures is ultimately, though, let's be honest, going to be clown Jamie. Yeah, like that's of mm, course. Mm-hmm, that's mm, the like, mm. oh, snap. Did you get clown Jamie? Is yours the one with, you know, the, the bloodied knife or is it just right. the non-bloodied knife? Only available you know, at Comic-Con. That's the rare yes. one. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the SDCC Comic-Con version. Yeah, that's, the, that's it. Yeah, you got to go there to get that version. That's right. All the other ones are for the kids, right? It's like yeah. the non-bloodied knife version. <laughs> that's right. The decoys. Okay. Oh, I, like man. I had rocking chair, Michael. I'm, I'm not super sold on rocking chair, Michael there. Oh, but, um, Nathan, yeah. we're getting closer. I wrote down rocking chair, Michael. I wrote down exactly. Hey! I wrote down yeah, rock- that's what it's for. I, you know, I said, of, okay, that one has to be in the yeah, line. I said of rocking chair, Michael, I was like, even his shotgun will stab you because when you have a gun, but you use it like a knife, that's when you know you're in a Michael Myers <laughs> <laughs> How you know you're Michael Myers when you I mean, got a big ass shotgun and you just stab somebody with it? Technically, basically, Michael Myers is just R-rated MacGyver. <laughs> yes, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you just don't see him do any of these yeah. elaborate traps and machinations he pulls off. Exactly. Um, okay, let's jump into five. I wanna, I wanna just bust the door open even further right because because with each these movies are going to release over time they're not going to come out all at once so you've got to keep raising the stakes for what your uh line is and i think for this one there's going to be a dilapidated myers house playset yeah that's good that's a good call so you've got and and as part what comes with the playset is laundry shoot michael (laughs) with stuck jamie accessory it's wow. an add-on like it's like wow. part of the laundry she, she just <laughs> she's in there and and you're you're michael you can just recreate scenes you know about just michael just clawing out but or she's stabbing bolted in so she never comes out of the shoot you just yeah you turn sure it sure you do whatever. You know. <laughs> can't reach her but she's she's staying there Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Hit hit me guys. So what, what's another I have one on that, your list for five? So so uh Blake kind of alluded to this when he was talking about the entirety of the series, but what I wrote down, uh I, kudos to you, Nathan, by the way, of uh dilapidated house Michael Myers playset. I do love that. And then with this one, if you can't afford the name brand, you get great value mask Michael. Like this is the <laughs> signature <Yeah>. select <laughs> mask Michael. You know, like when you can't so yeah. like, do, you, do you do we even want to tuck in like the the no, no, no it's just no, like no, don't worry about that. But I mean, like when you look at, you should do this when you look at like the pair of the masks together. It's just like this one, uh, this one you can tell it's been it's been a year because yeah. like whatever it is under <laughs> the face, this one is just like it's all tucked in. It's all, or not tucked in like the bottom of it, but the face itself is like shrunken in. He's like lost weight. The mask has lost weight somehow, <laughs> and the hair is grown orange somehow. I don't know how that happened. Um, so, but th- but that's basically what I read. It's it's great value mask, Michael. When you can't afford the name brand, Michael. So that's it. Okay, Blake. Do you have any offerings to the? Yeah. So this is this is for all the cat lovers out there. Uh, this is going to be the barn, uh, Michael Myers, with little kittens surrounding him. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice, okay. it's, a, it's a nice prairie scene. Yeah, yeah, with a whole bunch of little kittens around him. <laughs> Dig it. Yep. Yeah. and a bloody knife, <laughs> and a bloody knife. Um, my last sort of idea for the action figures for uh, uh I was about to call it episode five for film five. Um, is because because you got to envision if you're doing this playset, 
you're getting figures with new components to the playset. So you're, you're like adding <laughs> new rooms or whatever. Sure. To, and in this particular one is the chain trap playset. Mm. It is the add, add on for the Myers house, which is Michael under, you know, it was like kind of like leaping Loomis. <laughs> once Michael walks under a particular part of mm-hmm. this playset, a, a actual chains, actual, yeah industrial chain set yeah. that comes with it it's actually <laughs> it's, it's not like plastic it's actually the horror movie version of mousetrap like michael myers is going to be moving yes. around through Ooh, it and then you've got to get him positioned yeah you've got to get in position yeah. so that the <laughs> chain good. will drop down that's good and, and that's like that's it. how you play it you and you play it in the dilemma i want to make this game now like if this game exists <laughs> i would buy and when you if you lose you get cut and people are know? like where did you <laughs> like, get oh, the snap read where did you get the inspiration Quite easy, fellas. <laughs> Halloween five. <laughs> <laughs> episode five. Oh, oh, episode All right. Five. No, I dig it. I dig it. I think we're on to something. Yeah. We're going to keep doing this uh, as we go. Um, mm-hmm. So so here's the thing. We really wanted to celebrate just the, just the ingenuity, the innovation, <laughs> uh, to your analogy a moment ago, Blake. The MacGyverism that is Michael Myers' skill mm-hmm. as an omnipresent psychopath, and so what we're going to do is starting with with film four, uh, the re- the re- revenge, the return, That's the of return. Michael Myers. Yep. I will inform the two of you, my my co hosts today, um, and for listeners, remind us of the kills that transpire. In mm. film four, because yes, I did write them down. Oh. And then I want us each to submit our candidate for the Hall of Fame kill list. Yeah. The Halloween one, of Fame. We're kill nominating list. one candidate from each of the kills. Each. Okay. Yep. Yep. Each. Yep. Yep. Yes. Each of us is nominating one, and that'll get in a list, and we'll assemble that list. So in Halloween four, we've got off screen the four folks in the ambulance. They don't get a vote. The mechanic <laughs> at the shop. Okay. He stabbed and then he strung up with chains. The dog, I called it. I saw the dog on screen and said to Matt Murray, that dog is going to die. Wait. <laughs> um, there's who I called Toasty Bucky, the industrial worker at the electric light plant. Uh, Michael literally tosses him <laughs> like a rag doll. Toss me. Um, there's, <laughs> don't tell the elf. Uh, there's rocking chair cop. Deputy Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been alluded to once or twice already. There's Rachel's friend. Uh, who gets the shotgun through the gut, through the wall. That's what? Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Through, mm-hmm. through the gut, through the wall. Uh, there's Brady, um, who has the fight on the upper stairs landing. I actually don't remember how he gets dispatched, but I know he does. Um, anyone want to fill me in? Do you remember? I think he just gets, I think he just gets stabbed. He's fighting with him up on the landing. Yeah, and then I think he just mm. gets stabbed. But. It's so unmemorable. Right. It's very, <laughs> um, that one and, ain't making the hall of fame. I can guarantee. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and then lastly is Michael murdering all of the well-regulated militia. Uh, no, that's not a political statement. Um, uh, so, so those are the Michael kills in Halloween four D- to y'all's knowledge. Was I forgetting anything? Uh, I, you didn't miss anything that I'm aware of. Nope. Yeah. Blake, you're our guest. Why don't you put your name in the goblet of fire for what you want as your Halloween hall of fame kill? I mean, it's, it's truly shocking, but I'm going to go with the electrician 
or a toasty, <laughs> toasty Magoo or whatever you call them. Toasty Bucky. <laughs> yeah, toasty Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> Not Magoo. Come on. <laughs> toasty Magoo. Put some, I mean, put some respect well on that name. <laughs> so, Toasty Bucky. Toasty Bucky, the tossed electrician. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it happens, I was like, man, kind of like Pokey Michael. That's what we should have had yeah, Pokey Michael when Pokey he stabs Michael. his finger through... Yeah, non orifice parts of your body yeah. just like makes new. There's, there's tickle me <laughs> Elmo and there's poke you Michael. <laughs> no, no, Nathan, it's not just stabbing. It's not just stabbing. It's penetrating. Oh my god, Good that Lord. happened again. Good Lord, that's what you <laughs> I love how as you were th- as that joke was coming to you, your your instinct was to cover the mic. Like, and don't let me say this, please. <laughs> don't say it, Nathan. Don't say it. Somebody save me from myself. I not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <sighs> Toasty Bucky, Toasty Bucky, the tossed electrician. Oh, he's lighting up Haddonfield tonight. Um, Lord have mercy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blake, you're fired. Um, Reed, um, what, what's going to be your submission Listen, for the Hall of Fame? The reason I knew her name is because my submission is going to be poor Kelly, the only person I know in all of horror movies to get stabbed with a shotgun. <laughs> so, 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 like, literally, I'm like, people get stabbed in horror movies by a lot of things. I do not know of anybody else who gets stabbed with a shotgun. But Yeah, I was trying for, to think of even the Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. I don't even think no, he does it with that. I don't think anybody else gets stabbed with a shotgun, but poor Kelly. So, uh, so yeah. It's so great, because when it happens, you're like, huh? <laughs> like, what did he just That's do? some real inventiveness. <laughs> He's just like, uh. <laughs> but why? You know? <laughs> He doesn't know Michael's, what the trigger Michael's is. Anti two A. Yeah, he is not. He is not versed. Like simple machines. You know? He's not. He's not easily triggered. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Way to way to shut down the funny like Nathan's God. Nathan's laughter. <laughs> it hit a wall. It hit a brick wall. <laughs> he stopped. He was he could stop it on a dime. He was like quivering, and then he was just like. Nah. <laughs> oh, yes man. michael does not know how to operate simple machines. so yeah that must be that must be it kelly um, stabbed with a shotgun okay well yeah kelly kelly feels like what i would have gone with so and so i am going to after that one got drafted i'll just say michael murdering all the all the fellas at the end um it's just it's just a actually pretty well executed uh set piece mm-hmm. um and I'm writing this down so that I don't know. Don't forget. I don't know how in the world he hung on to the car. Like, I don't know where he was hanging on to the car. Like, don't ask. Just, <laughs> just accept. <laughs> he just, he just emerged. He was just like, yeah, it was just, yes. But anyway. Okay. So those are our submissions for number four, uh, for film four, uh, the return now onto the revenge, the kills. Your candidates are fellas. Rachel, poor 35-year-old teenage Rachel. Um, the the other Michael, right? Guy who loves his car, yes. uh, gets forked in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
Spitz and his lady friend, whose name I didn't write down in the moment. Uh, yep. Just Sammy. Tammy. Sammy. 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 Mm-hmm. Sosa. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Old Spitz fork. <laughs> Spitz and Sammy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, the cops. <laughs> um, Tina. Tina dies, right? Tina dies. It was a little confusing yeah. there for Tina a moment. Tina dies, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I wrote down, it says, in the woods after the failed car chase with a car chasing a nine-year-old girl who isn't even zigzagging. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, uh, Eddie the cop. He's sitting outside the Myers house. Sounds of his death and the walkie-talkie come through to the other cop, Loomis and Jamie. The final cop hung outside Myers house window. Mm-hmm. Max, Max the dog. It's, what the hell, man? With all the dogs? I know. Um, and that's it. That's all I've got okay. for film five. Yeah. Um, I, Blake, go ahead. You're our guest. Let's, let, us, let us have it. I'm going with the other Michael. I think that's my favorite kill through the whole film. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's just fast. It's visceral. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I dig it. Reed, if you don't mind, I'll go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go right ahead. <sighs> Can we do a twofer? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> what you get? Okay, well then you okay. can do a twofer no, 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 if they fair. happen. That's in, fair. Like we haven't done it anywhere else. So yeah, it would have been the same scene, but I'll, I'll even single it out. Uh, my guy spits <laughs> mm-hmm. like my man. He is, he's there. Oh yeah. He is. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, and then he's not. And then he's not. <laughs> and then he gets forked. Mm-hmm. Spits forked. He's, he's literally forked. done. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's, he's what a hell of a way to go. <laughs> That's terrible. Goodness it's gracious. Really just, awful. Just put a fork in him. <laughs> he did. He did. You were talking I about those vulnerabilities before. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> you Y'all hear me? You don't, don't think, think he, was, he done. was done? No, exactly. Yes. We were, I mean, <laughs> we were going to just let it be there as an Easter egg for the listeners. But no, we'll we'll hang a lantern on it. Yes. So so you were making a reference to what was happening pre-Pitchfork. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, <laughs> man, it's like... Y'all hear my joke, right? Y'all heard, y'all heard, y'all heard what I said. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Because if you're going to make that kind of joke, it's got to, you can't, it can't just be like a fart in the wind, you know? It's got to be, it's got to be appreciated. Yeah. Oh, God. Lord Reputations are on the line. Oh, my Lord have mercy. Okay. Well, um, you've made my, you've made my job kind of difficult because I was hoping that one of you would pick and help me narrow down between these two. Okay. Um, I am, oh, I am going to go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. I'm going to go ahead and nominate, uh, because of its uniqueness in terms of deaths in the Halloween franchise, I'm going to nominate deputy Charlie. He is the one who is hung from the second floor of the Myers house. I also want to give a little bit mm. of love while I mention that to the character actor, Troy Evans. Um, I feel like, Nathan, you were citing the Tweedledee and Tweedledum with all the you yep. know Keystone Cop sound effects that they have in the back. Um, Troy Evans is uh, he's a long-standing character actor 
often plays police officers or figures of authority, and he always uh, endows a bit of humanity in the role. I feel he does so here. Like, his presence is really stands out from the rest of his peers on this very, very goofy police force. Um, so I, I, I just love Troy Evans as a character actor and performer. And so I nominate his uh, death, rest in peace, as he is hung from the, out, on the outside from the second floor of the Myers house. The old Deputy Charlie. There you have it. There it is. <laughs> no, all right. So the 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 Halloween Hall of Fames of Michael Myers kills Hall of Fame of Michael Myers kills continues to grow at a steady clip because he is a prolific fellow, Mister Michael Myers. Oh my god. He is. Um, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to just ignore if any of you found some diamonds in the rough here uh, of these two films some from thematic a thematic standpoint, thing. you know. Um, so, so yeah, I'll just, I'll just kind of open the door So for, yes, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that maybe Blake, yeah, that maybe Blake will have some interesting things to say. So because I don't, he's like, no, he's (laughs) he's shaking his head. He's like, (laughs) he he took his, he unplugged his mic. (laughs) He did. He's like, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm gone. He's like, you don't know what death is. And then like, whoa. (laughs) 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 He just ran. Um, so I literally just wrote down like, and, and I, I, Nathan, I had shared with you off pod, like maybe we can make a new bit where it's like, you, you used this language in our Halloween 2 conversation, so I'm going to borrow it here. Where it's like a line that a character says that could point to a theme, but doesn't. <laughs> like, it's just a line that a character says. Uh, so I have one for each of these. Um, old crazy Reverend Jackson in mm-hmm. Halloween 4, where he's like, you can't kill damnation, mister. It don't die like a man dies. I just like, oh, that's a... That's a nice line. I like that line. But what's so funny, Reed, is that's another one of those moments where you want to like watching the movie. You want to turn around to like <laughs> the producers and be like, you know, there's something there, right? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's what you want to you want to hang out for a second. You want right to play there. with that. You want to like explore. No. Okay. Cool. Like, no. Nope, nope, all right. Okay. You know, nope. We're just going to we're yeah, just going to Michael at it again. Yeah. Now, you know something I haven't mentioned yet. Uh, so hmm. uh, each of these films uh, have novelizations that came out and some of the novelizations can be found on the internet um and i've read the novelizations for the original halloween which the novel the novelization for the original halloween is great if you ever can find it halloween 2 i've read the novelization for and the novelization for halloween 4 which brings me to my comment is that that crazy reverend has a, a larger role in the novelization uh, which I think was actually not from a shooting script, was actually brought by the the adapter. And uh, like he actually appears when Michael Myers is like busting through things uh, in uh, Halloween 4 when he's breaking up the cops, like the the, the big massacre there. He, uh, I think Crazy Reverend shows up again. Uh, but it, it, it's been a while since I read it. But uh, the, my line that I would point to from Halloween 5 is actually said by our good manic mad Mr. Loomis, Dr. Loomis, uh, I prayed that he would rot in hell, mm-hmm. but in my heart, I knew that hell would not have him. And again, it's like, you want to, you want to just like say like, Oh yeah, you, you actually had something there. They're like moving on. Cause, moving cause on. that was a, that was a, um, a mid shot, you know, it's kind of his chest up and he's talking to the character. Mm-hmm. If you wait a beat, there's actually an, an edited out moment there where he just lifts a sandwich to his mouth. <laughs> you really don't know what you got. Do you, Sam? Come on, man. <laughs> you know? I prayed he'd burn in hell, but in my heart, I knew hell would not have him. 
Like, yeah, it was just boy, they have good apple fritters milkshake. here. Milkshake. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other character's kind of waiting, like, ooh, like, that's profound and deep. Tell me more. Yeah, nope. like, man, Dr. Loomis is a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> is there any children nearby I can use as bait? Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine's yeah. a hell of a drug. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, so anyway, yeah, I do, so, but honestly, like, I do feel like what, what's fascinating, and this, this is not gonna, I don't think this will open the door to theme. In fact, I think it will merely bridge us to the fog meter. Um, I thought you were about to say it's gonna end it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like four and five are brimming with potentially interesting ideas. There are things that you could look at and be like, wow, if you if if that had been camped out on a bit, then maybe that could have been interesting to kind of explore, or maybe that could have been interesting if it had been layered out. But like four suffers uh, a bit too much from needing to be like the original, like needing to sort of reset the stage after Halloween three, which was a completely different film. Um, and Halloween five was released the very next year, so it suffers from just being rushed. Like they just. They were writing it as they were going. Like literally, Loomis from you know you don't know what death is. He was running to the set of Halloween Five. Like we've got to we've got to get there because they're starting without me. You know, like, <laughs> my call my call time. <laughs> like my call time is I'm gonna, soon. I've got to be late. Um, so, <laughs> Second unit. <laughs> but but honestly, like they do have. They, I, I did hear one defense of Halloween Five that like oh it kind of vibes like a giallo film, like an Italian giallo film. And honestly, in what rudimentary research I've done, I don't hear any of the producers, writer, screenwriter, director, any interviews where they say that was deliberate at all. Like, I think that's just somebody going after the fact to say, this kind of feels like that. I'm like, well, great. But I feel like the, <laughs> film, the films are just exercises in a, an abundance of potentially interesting thematic ideas that largely just get mowed over in the service of this slasher machine where they keep trying to uh, just churn these things out. So that's, that's my feelings thematically speaking on four and five. Again, I had dialogue lines, which could have potentially pointed to a theme, but, but didn't. So maybe that's another little segment. This line could have been a theme, but it ain't. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. So, so I, I kind of mentioned this when we first started the podcast, but I came to the watching of these two for this podcast, um, having five as a favorite in my head and largely remembering not liking four hardly at all. Mm -hmm. Um, on this viewing, I actually think I switched. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I found, uh, five to be, interminably dull watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and that was, that was, it was kind of sad for me because I had, I had expended words uh, sure. <laughs> on the film and I was like, what was I thinking? Like <laughs> it's, it's still there. Like it's, it's, it's not like, it's, it's not like there isn't connections there and that the, the, the themes are not still there, but it's just not good. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's a mess. I was a little sad. I was all sad. Mm -hmm. Um, but I actually found, like, I found my viewing of four to be really weirdly invigorating. Mm. Um, because of, like you said, there's just a lot of really interesting ideas that they don't do anything with. 
But I think one of the key things, and, and I, and I kind of alluded to it with the rifle shot, Michael, Halloween kills does, mm. uh, mm. the, the, the sequel to the 2018 Halloween. Yeah. It takes one of the ideas that's central to Halloween four. Yes. And takes it to its, its ultimate conclusion. I, I am apparently in a minority that I love Halloween kills. I think it's great. Uh, that was not the case mm-hmm. at the time of its release. Um, nope. I wouldn't say I love, found, but I'm with you. I wouldn't say love, yeah. but I, I defend yeah. it significantly more than many of my peers yeah. do. Yeah. Sorry. I um, wouldn't say love, but I'm not with either of you right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I found that, that David Gordon Green must have seen for at some point and he picked up on the idea that, no, we end up killing more people in the pursuit of evil mm. and destroying mm-hmm. more people's lives in the pursuit of evil than we do actually killing the evil itself. Yeah. Um, mm. and well, it's funny you said yeah. that, Blake, cause read, read not as I was debriefing with him, just my experience of watching four, five and six, I, I highlighted because I, I, I was a bit caustic a moment ago. Like I've seen Halloween kills once. I don't like it's scripting in yeah. several yeah. places, but yeah. I, I, I can hold loosely that, uh, it merits a rewatch. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. It it did. It was dimmer for me than 2018, yeah. but nonetheless. Um, but what I was sharing with Reed was watching four and the sort of what I, you know, kind of refer to as the militia gang, like that idea gets played with yeah. directly in kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this notion of mass group mindset, group think, mm-hmm. Uh, in response to perceived evil or actual evil, but you know, often perceived. Um, And so, so, and because what that actually prompted me for, and this is uh, you're here. And so it's a little fun to share with you, but I was like, it wouldn't surprise me if ends has some wink to thorn somehow, like Mm. not, you know, I, I hope they don't lean hard there, hard there, but you know, just some like a, like a tattoo or something. Sure, mm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we know, guys, we yeah. know, yeah, you know that yep. kind of thing. But, yeah. but no, I do think that's a, a worthwhile. Uh, yeah, I, and, and that's the thing. It's like I, I recognize like all the things you're saying about the Force Awakens kind of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the the ambulance is there when James is staring out the window, and that's gone. It's it's kind of matching that deliberate yeah. scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is looking out the window and sees Michael, and then he's gone the next minute. Right. Like there's there's those play like they're playing with the the imagery of the first film, but like y'all said, like the having multiple Michael show up is a really arresting scene. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if that concept came up in Halloween ends, I would come out of the theater smiling like a dumbass. Sure, sure. No, I hear you. <laughs> like, I hear you. I'd be like, no, I hear you. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, because the evil has gotten so bad that it's infected the town, which kind of is alluded to in Halloween Kills mm, in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I don't disagree. It will be fascinating, and and a large yeah. reason why we decided to do we toyed with the notion of marching through a franchise before. Obviously, part of the impetus for driving us to do this is because Halloween Ends comes mm. out as we're recording yeah. this. It comes out in about a month, a little less than. And, uh, and so it'll be fascinating to march our way through these films to get to that place and see what, if anything, they do as a culmination of, because clearly the films continuity wise ignore all of this material, but 
structurally and with Easter eggs and with all kinds of winks and nods, kind of remixing, yeah, yeah, from a mm-hmm. from a meta perspective, do that. I mean, the three masks from Halloween season of the witch show up in both the original briefly and in a larger way in Halloween Kills. So they are clearly, and I think in mostly clever ways, building upon what they know fans of this franchise have been acquainted with before. And I love your word there, Nathan, remixing it in a way that Mm -hmm. I've found very fun, and I'll be curious to see what they bring to Halloween Ends and how that how that will play out, you know, because uh, there's yeah. that when you title your film Halloween ends, you are throwing a gauntlet down of yeah. saying like you're, you're intending to do something kind of big. And so I'm very curious to see what their version of that is. Um, so anyway, uh, d- was there anything addition to add on either of these films or you want to go to the fog meter for them? So what we'll do for the fog meter this time around, uh, our, our unique metric of fear and God, where we rate these films is uh, Blake. I am going to be starting with you. Give your fear measurement for four and your fear measurement for five, and then we'll come around and then snake back around to the God meter. So your fear for each film, if you would, please. <laughs> um, it it kind of makes me sad <laughs> to, to, to do the measurements on these films because I, I, I think I probably ultimately like them more than my rankings will put them at. But, sure, sure. Um, I'm going to give both of them... Well, now I'm going to give four a five. Okay. I'm going to give five a three. Okay. I thought you were going to say a four. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got you. Nathan, what would you give for the fear measurement for each film? Um, yeah, I think, I think a five for, uh, return is, is safe, Mm -hmm. uh, as a sort of, shot across the bow of like, Hey, this character's back. We know season of the witch didn't land for folks. Like mm-hmm. let's, let's try to raise the stakes a little bit. I am a little, uh, inured to the severity of Michael at this point. So mm-hmm. like the, the, the actual kills don't, don't translate in terms of, uh, fear factor, but four ends, it's such a strong place that it, mm-hmm. it kind of earns some good marks there. Sure. Um, five, um, I will do what I just joked about and give it a four. I think, I think what they, (laughs) what they have in Pleasance's performance of Loomis, even if they don't totally know that they have it, what gets on screen is pretty haunting, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, again, it's just one more of those elements of like, guys, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lean in. Don't, don't thorn me here. Just (laughs) Loomis me or whatever. Sure. Um, Sure. So yeah. Yep. Five, uh, four for five, five for four, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I, said. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Um, so uh, for the ending of part four, al- almost alone. And I do like the back half. Like I like the Michael stalking his way through Haddonfield stuff that's in four. Like I genuinely enjoy that piece mm-hmm. of, of what that film brings to the table. But it's that ending. That ending is incredible. Those last like that last minute and a half or 30 seconds or whatever it is of Loomis you know, yelling on the staircase and the cold uh, just visage of Jamie standing there with the bloody scissors. Like, that is a a really compelling way to end your film. And for that alone, I'm going to perhaps be a bit generous and give it a six. Um, For the revenge thing, uh, haunting is the word that I can't quite escape. Not from Michael, but like you said, from Loomis and from some, some of the ways that 
Loomis's descent into madness at that point begins to kind of get under your skin a little bit uh, in some creepy ways. So I'm going to be, again, perhaps a bit generous to that and give that a five on the fear measurement. Um, so uh, what I would say going, you know, in reverse order, what I would say on the God meter, I'm going to be less generous for five because I feel like they have, again, a lot of good ideas that they just do minimal with. So uh, I- I'm going to land at a two and a half for revenge uh, on the God meter. I'm going to go a little bit more generous with with uh, return uh, because, again, I feel like it's just a little bit more put together and they they knew a little bit more what they had. I still don't think they do as much with it. Um, so, But I'm going to give uh, on the God meter for return a four. And I'm going to go back to you, Nathan, for the God meter for both films. Um. I'll go with twos. I, I okay. you know, um, that feels mean. I actually don't mean it to be mean. I, it just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to think that anything other than typing, pulling pages and directing pages is happening. Like, yeah, yeah. guys, you're, you're really not hanging out yeah. and take, take a breath. You guys like take a breath. It doesn't have to literally be Michael killing everyone at every point position of Haddonfield at any given time. He's, he's got his sure. GPS out. And so, <laughs> so yeah, um, twos for the God factor. I just, wh- whatever might be there feels pretty accidental. Sure. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. I understand. Blake, bring us home. What would you give for the God meter for return and revenge? Um, I think I'm going to give weirdly. I'm going to give revenge a little bit higher number simply because of the pleasance, mm. um, portrayal. Mm-hmm. And I like, like we've said over and over again, no one knew what was on screen. Sure. Like they didn't do anything with it, but it's, it's a really effective portrayal. And I think it is haunting in all the right ways. Yeah. Um, I think there's something to be drawn from that, even if the writers had no intention towards anything meaningful coming from that, that angle. Um, so I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give a uh, return. I'm going to give it a three. I think there's some interesting okay. ideas, but not any, not much thematically. Okay. Well, interestingly enough, what that means is that for the fog meter for Halloween four, the return of Michael Myers, we give it a four, four out of 10, pretty cleanly. We give it a four out of 10, uh, Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers. We give a three and a half. Uh, which is is pretty <laughs> oh, wow. pretty interesting uh, when all things. I thought you were about to say a five. I was like, come on, you're <laughs> no, making no, this no. up, aren't you? Um, to you know, which is just kind of interesting how that all plays out. But uh, but I think that also is indicative of that they do kind of feel like partners in crime. Uh, they you know different tones, obviously different creatives to a degree, but uh, but they do kind of feel of a collective piece, as it were. And that having been said, uh, Blake, I'll start with you. Do you recommend these films, uh, Return and and Revenge? Huh. I'm going to say yes for anyone who has seen the first three mm. and likes them. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't think there's any reason to watch them unless you're already a fan of the franchise. Um, you're, you're not, if you're not invested in Michael Myers or, you know, any of the kind of wider world of Haddonfield, you're not going to get much. Out of these, you know, out of these two movies, um, outside of maybe you know a couple of good laughs because of just plain stupidity. But, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I, I recommend it if you're already a fan. Uh, I, I really otherwise think, no, not really. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, Nathan, first time viewing for each of these, do you recommend Return? Do you recommend Revenge? Um, recommend as a word can signify like positive things will come from your viewing of it. I, <laughs> I think, and which, which sounds, you know, jerkish or talking about two sides of my mouth here. But what, what I simply mean is it's like, I think as interesting artifacts in this genre, they're kind of worthwhile. Sure. Um, if someone was like, man, I really am getting into horror. Like Michael Myers seems really cool to me. What would you point me to i'd say well do one then do 2018 if you for funsies if you just got time yeah okay dabble in the alt world that is you know the trajectory from four through six but or maybe even four through resurrection not quite there yet but you know they they are far less necessary which is why the recommend is hard yeah i understand Um, are they interesting artifacts for horror fans absolutely yeah are they like and are they fun for these purposes absolutely are they like paramount preeminent you gotta check them out Eh, not necessarily so (laughs) sure so i'll so yeah i i recommend them (laughs) (laughs) did you feel the question mark wrapped around it was it was a thread through every syllable (laughs) um so i uh interestingly enough i i uh, stronger than both of you. I actively recommend four. That ending is hard to forget. And so, yeah, especially yeah, if you yeah. don't know the ending, I think four is worthwhile. I That's think, fair. I think four yeah. pays itself off pretty well. I always say that five is for completists only. Like if you're making your way through the mm. franchise, you're going to have to, I recommend Halloween five to literally no one else. If you want to watch the entire, <laughs> if you want to watch the entirety of Halloween franchise, yeah, sure. You're going to get to five and that's great. Um, but, uh, but I do, even for people who may only want to watch two or three of these, I would still recommend four. Cause I think four as a templated film, um, it doesn't wear out its welcome before it gives you a real wallop of an ending that I think will stay with you and will make you glad that you have seen it. So, so that's, that's, uh, I actively recommend four, five is for completest only for me. So that means that we, uh, that, that we have now captured another installment of Halloween at Halloween. Halloween 4 and Halloween 5 are in the books now. Blake, thank you for walking on this journey with us. We really, really appreciate it, uh, traipsing our way through Hattonfield. And so next week, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing something kind of cool and different. Um, We have covered remakes of films on the show before we did the wicker man 70s and we did the wicker man with nicholas cage but you know years apart in podcasts um but in this one these are not even like remakes this is a different thing when we get to halloween six the curse of michael myers uh there was a storied history that we will debrief with you listeners next week when we get there if you don't already know it Uh, but there are two extremely different versions of this film uh available for you to see the theatrical cut is just called The Curse of Michael Myers, and it's out there, and it's the most prominent one you're going to encounter. But we are also, next week, not just going to be covering Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. We are also going to be discussing, uh, in some detail, the producer's cut. It is called The Curse of Michael Myers, unrated producer's cut. And you will need to, you know, it, it's readily available to rent. Uh, I don't think it's streaming anywhere for subscription, but readily available to rent. And I, I, I want to encourage you to watch it. If you've already seen the theatrical and you're just like, oh, I've seen plenty of director's cuts. Producer's cut is a completely different experience. So different, in fact, 
that I urge you to check uh, either or both of them out so that you can be informed for our conversation next week. Next week, we're going to be revisiting both of those films for Halloween at Halloween. Uh, Also, for the patrons, we are going to be covering The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror 3 next week. So join us for that. Blake, thank you as always. Nathan, thank you as always. Listeners, thank you as always. And as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. We'll see you next week, everybody. See you guys. Thanks, Blake. Thank you. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media and episode archive, essays, merchandise, and more. If you love what we do, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast, where you will unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online events, and so much more. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of TracerMatula.com for our artwork. Our assortment of talented musicians, Andrew Nelson, The Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes. And to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music. Special thank you also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hi, everybody. <laughs>